Gracious God, thank you so much for your word. I pray, Father, that you'd help us not only to learn it and understand it, but also to live it. Uh, we really need you uh, in this season, in our history, in our, in our country, in our lives. Uh, and we need your guidance and uh, the ministry of your Holy Spirit now. I pray, Father, that you're, you'd let your spirit rest on me, that I could bring your word to your people today, boldly and faithfully, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. First of all, in Isaiah 26, just verses 3 and 4. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And then to Colossians, chapter 3, just verse 15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. May God bless to us these readings from his holy words. Well, I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of times when there's a lot of things going on and, and, uh, and I have my, my own share of difficulties, it's very, very easy for those difficulties just to, to take over my mind, my thought processes. Uh, even here recently in the life of City Temple, we've got a lot of different things happening. Uh, we're talking once again about building redevelopment, and that's, that's starting to heat up again. Uh, we've had a number of challenges that we're facing as a church, not necessarily interpersonal challenges, but uh, practical challenges, uh, dealing with things like the heating in the, in the church and, uh, and all the kinds of problems and, and challenges that you might have uh, with, with the congregation. Uh, and then there's a lot of other churches that uh, I help look after or minister to pastors or leaders and, and share with them. And, and quite frankly, a lot of the times there's so many things and so many details to try to keep track of that I can find my mind just fixating on various details, on things that I know that need to be done, things that uh, I, I've left undone, uh, things, concerns that I think, okay, am I missing something uh, that I need to have? Uh, uh, that I need to do. And I think this is probably fairly common for a lot of people. Uh, there are a few people who don't have much of anything like that on their minds, and, uh, and I think they're probably truly blessed people uh, or dead, one of the two. Uh, this kind of, uh, those kinds of things happen. And when we're going through uh, tough times, as we've been talking about here, about how to travel through tough times, when we're going through tough times, this, this tendency actually becomes greater, not lesser. Uh, in fact, one of the things that happens always when we travel through tough times is that we tend to have to deal with anxiety as well, uh, which is the sense of unease that raises up, rises up within us, it stirs us up and tries to take our focus and our energy off the important things and direct the, our focus and our energy to things that, that are maybe less important that are less worthy uh, of our focus, that are less worthy of our concentration. And so the, the real issue here then is how do we deal with all of this, the complexity of life, the complexity of details, uh, the traveling through tough times and, and everything that ad that adds to it, how in the world can we deal with this uh, and not be overwhelmed, not be overcome by it? 
And really, I think Paul is speaking here very clearly to all of us when he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Uh, And that's really our encouragement today for traveling through tough times. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. As we've been talking about this, we've said all of these disciplines that we've been talking about require two things. First of all, they require that we focus on Jesus Christ. You need to have Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. You need to have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ who died on the cross and rose bodily from the dead on the third day to forgive your sins and to lead your life. And then you need to keep your eyes focused on Jesus because if you don't, there's no way that we will get through tough times. In fact, you cannot let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts if you don't have Christ in your heart in the first place. You can't let the peace of Christ rule in your heart if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, as the one who forgives you and the one who leads your life. And then we said the second thing we need is to be filled with the Holy Spirit because none of these things are done in our own strength. If we try to do it in our own strength, then we will always have problems. And so these things are important. So how do we let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts? What does that mean? Uh, How do we go about that? It's very similar in some respects to something that is very popular right now in the world today called mindfulness. Now, mindfulness, as it is commonly understood, is actually a Buddhist practice. It's not a Christian practice. And lest you wonder here, I am not advocating Buddhism. Uh, because for us as Christians, uh, as Christians, we want to practice mindfulness, but mindfulness for us is radically different. Uh, in, the, in the world sense of mindfulness, it's about being aware moment by moment uh, of what's going on around you, and it's also about uh, kind of emptying your mind of all the clutter and all the junk and things like that Uh, so you can focus on what really matters. Uh, And those two things are involved in mindfulness. Now, to be fair to mindfulness, that's a real, very brief summary of it. Uh, It's not going anywhere in depth at all. But when we're talking here about letting the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, we mean something completely different. In similar to mindfulness, we do know that this is a moment-by-moment, day-by-day kind of thing. So in other words... Uh, to have the peace of Christ ruling in your heart, it's not a one-off thing you do. It's something that is ongoing. It's something that you have to practice continually. It's not something that you do once and then it's done. It's an ongoing discipline in our our life if we're going to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. So how do we begin with this? Well, the first, we can turn back to Isaiah And see, two things that Isaiah uh, tells us. He says, you, meaning God, will keep, that is, guard or protect him in perfect peace. Notice, same kind of idea. uh, Peace of Christ, this perfect peace. Uh, And by the way, the idea of perfect is not, it, it means complete. It doesn't mean without problem or anything. It means complete. And peace is the idea of shalom. It's not just the absence of conflict, but it's a sense of well-being. And well-being throughout our lives. So, 
uh, Isaiah says, he's prophesying, you, God, will keep him in perfect peace, one whose mind is stayed on you. So the first concept from uh, letting the peace of Christ rule in our hearts is that our mind must be stayed on God. That means we must be fixated on God. That's the idea. That God needs to be first. God needs to be foremost in our minds. One of the big challenges when we're going through tough times, we want to focus on the stuff going on around us. We want to focus on all the details. We want to focus on the clutter. We want to focus on on the the whirlwind, uh, the troubles, the difficulties, whatever they are. We want to focus on those things. But Isaiah is telling us that our minds must be focused, must be fixated on God. So every time that we're tempted to be concentrating on the junk, we need to turn our eyes to the Lord. We need to turn our minds to the Lord. And that's a conscious choice that we have to make. It's not something that happens normally. It is a conscious choice because as human beings, our attention is captured quite easily. Our attention is captured quite easily. So if somebody walked into the back of the sanctuary and said, bang, we'd all look. I mean, that happens. But what is happening now in our world is that everybody is competing for our attention. And whoever captures our attention can control where we go, what we do, what we think, how we think. Uh, All of these things are controlled by our attention. So when we stay our mind on the Lord, that means we want to fixate our attention on God, not on the things of the world. We must allow God to capture our attention. But here's the challenge. God almost never screams at us. God almost never does something dramatic to get our attention. God speaks not in, if you remember the story of Elijah uh, and the cave, you know, he wasn't speaking in the fire, he wasn't speaking in the whirlwind, he wasn't speaking in the thunder, he was speaking in the whisper. And often God does that, and so it takes effort and energy for us to stay our minds on the Lord, to focus our attention on God, but we must do that. One of the great ways to do that is through prayer. I know for for myself, I've told you all this, that I try to spend one to three hours a day in prayer. And the key thing for me, a lot of times there's worship music on, uh, and and it's not all about making a big list of uh, requests to God. It's about staying my mind on the Lord first thing for the day to try to keep me fixated on God throughout the day. So the first part of that is staying our minds on the Lord. The second part of this, according to Isaiah, is trusting God. We can stay our minds on the Lord, but there's a lot of people who might fixate their minds on God and and think of God as some angry God, uh, think of God as some God who's out to get them, Think of God as some God who doesn't care. You know, and frankly, if we have a wrong idea about God, then if we're focusing on God, uh, that can create problems. So we need to have a right idea of God founded in the Word of God, and we need to choose to trust God. And that means recognizing that God is good, God is faithful, God is loving. Yes, God is holy, but He's also sovereign. He's righteous. You know, really learning and leaning on who God really is, and then making a choice to trust God. And again, like 
choosing to stay our minds on God, we need to choose to trust God. And say, God, I trust you. My life belongs to you. I mean, there's a lot of times for me when I don't know what's happening. I don't understand all the details. Uh, There's a lot of challenges that we face, and I don't get those challenges. Uh, I don't understand why we go through some of the things that we go through. But I do know that every day I must make an active, conscious choice to trust God in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the difficulties. I have to trust that God has my best interests in, in mind. I remember the Lord spoke to me back in December, I think it was, uh, and he said to me, he just said three words, he said, stay the course. Stay the course, that means keep going in the direction that you're going. Uh, Now the challenge with that is, you know, that's easy to do if the direction you're going is like to the Canary Islands, and it's lovely weather. But if he's telling you to stay the course and you're going right through a hurricane, that's a little bit harder. But the only way to stay the course is to trust the Lord. So that's the second dynamic there. We have to trust the Lord. So we stay our minds on the Lord. We focus, fixate, really fixate on God. We choose actively to trust God. And then we allow the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts. That means that we always want to go toward the peace of Christ. In our lives, in our directions, we always want to move toward that which takes us to a deeper level of peace in Jesus Christ. Now the thing is, sometimes peace in Jesus Christ means persecution outside of Christ. So it's not always the easy way. In fact, I'm always afraid if the peace of Christ seems to be leading me in the way that my flesh wants to go. I always question that because many times it's not the peace of Christ, that's the peace of my flesh. And my flesh wants to be at peace. My flesh doesn't want to suffer, doesn't want to go through difficulties. But we need to allow the peace of Christ then to rule in our hearts. That means that when in our, in our spirit, in, in our soul, in our, our mind, our will, our emotions, what brings us toward the peace of Christ is what needs to govern the way that we live our lives. And the only way that would happen, we've got to have our minds stayed fixated on God. We need to be actively choosing to trust the Lord. And then, as we're looking toward Jesus, as we're focused on Jesus, then Jesus will lead us to that place where there is that sense of shalom, that sense of well-being, so that we can come to that place of peace even in the midst, and especially in the midst of trouble and turmoil. And that's the idea. The idea is that the peace on the inside becomes greater than the conflict or the trouble or the turmoil on the outside. And that's not always easy to do. But we can do it because remember, we're focused on Jesus, we're surrendered to Jesus, and we're filled with the Holy Spirit. If we're focused on Jesus and filled with the Holy Spirit, then the peace of Christ can rule in our hearts. But notice one other thing that we often miss here. So far, this sounds like a very individualistic exercise. And in fact, in secular mindfulness, it is a very individualistic exercise. But notice what Paul says here, which we can often overlook. He said, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body. In one body. We will not 
be at a place where the peace of Christ is ruling in our hearts if we're not connected with other believers. It only happens in the context of the community of faith. This is not an individualistic exercise. It's an exercise that we must engage in with our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. It's an exercise that we must, uh, that we must be disciplining ourselves toward along with other Christians. For too long, many, many people have seen Christianity as this individualistic thing that is not. It's very alien and foreign to the scriptures. Christianity is not individualistic, although individuals are saved. Christianity is a community experience. God always calls us together into the body of Christ. He always calls us into community. He never calls us to be alone apart from the body. And it's only in the context of the body of Christ that we can come to that place where the peace of Christ really is ruling in our hearts. But as we stay our minds on God in Jesus Christ, as we actively choose to trust God moment by moment, day by day, as we allow Jesus to direct our hearts, our spirits, the core of our being toward that which is shalom in him, and as we do this in connection with other brothers and sisters in Christ, we can come to the place, even and especially in the midst of tough times, where the peace of Christ really does rule in our hearts, where we really are at peace in Jesus. And that peace in Jesus brings us to a place where we end up having power in the midst of the turmoil, where we can become influencers in the midst of the troubled times instead of just those who are influenced where we can become people who actually live their lives perhaps even more effectively in troubled times than we did before, all because the peace of Christ is ruling in our hearts. Father God, thank you so much. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for all that you're doing uh, in and through us in your son, Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, for my brothers and sisters in Christ here. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to get all get to the place where our minds are full of Jesus, where that's our Christian mindfulness to be full of Jesus so that our minds are stayed on you, that we focus our trust in you so that the peace of Christ is governing our hearts, our minds, our thoughts, our actions, and so that we're connecting even more deeply in community. Bring this about to your glory and praise as we live our lives. In Jesus Christ, amen.